DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections, with Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor Essif is a priest in the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by St. Pope John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Do you want to start with a prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. You have really uh, brought us very much to our knees. And we, we are so grateful that we have this opportunity. I notice so many people uh, have now been uh, kind of closed off on uh, things to do this Sunday with regard to sports, with regard to education and school, and so many other things have just organized your family almost to uh, a point where they hardly can meet. And today, uh, even with regard to going to church, people can actually meet in their homes. They can actually pray in their homes. They can actually be together for meals and just to share with one another. Fathers and mothers and children can be together on this Sunday. You almost have forced us to have a Shabbat, a rest day. Thank you. Thank you in the madness of all this confusion of our world that you have slowed us down and given us somewhat on this Sunday, a day of rest. What a beautiful uh, day this is for us, Sabbath, rest day, God day, to be able to rest on the Sabbath. You are our Father. And Jesus, you are within us and our brother. You are within each of us. You are in mothers and fathers. You are in children. You are in the family. And we are your family. We call you father. And we call each other brothers and sisters. Thank you. Thank you for this wonderful time. And really, it seems like a terrible time with this scare that we have of this virus and this virus that has in some way stopped the wheels of our mad, mad world. Thank you. Let us come to you today in heartfelt thanksgiving and glory and praise to you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
and especially you, Mary. And we ask you in a special way to bless our conversation between Chris and myself. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Guardian angel given to us from our mother's womb, pray for us. Amen. Father, Amen. Son, and Spirit. Amen. Well, Monsignor, it's the third Sunday of Lent, and Lent 2020 has turned out to be something I think many of us, many of us would never have expected. Yeah. This is a Sunday where almost totally the church has offered dispensations for people and in some ways encouraged them not to come to church because of very valid health concerns. But this only amplifies the great danger that is now facing not only our country, but the whole world. When I heard the doors of St. Peter were closed, and I'm not sure if they're open today, this Sunday, what a beautiful day this is. I can look around at the whole Catholic world, you know, and we Catholics had prided ourselves that the most important thing we do on the Sabbath is worship God. And our central act of worship is the Mass. And each priest, I, I feel pretty sure, will be offering Mass, and maybe privately, however it's going to work out. But I really believe that God is going to be glorified today because he is in charge. He has said to all of us, I want you to pay attention to me. I am your father. And if we today can pray and center our acts of worship on God, who is our father, we didn't hear any at all that we don't have to go to church. But the church is your own home. Jesus says in the scriptures, he's going to tear down this temple that was built there. And St. Peter's is going to come down. And all of the churches all over the world are going to come down. In fact, there was a time for the church for 300 years that there was not a church such as we know it, of brick and mortar. But the church was the body of Christ. This same church continues to exist. And that's when Jesus said, I will tear down this temple. That was the one in front of him that took all those hundreds of years to build. I will raise it up in three days, meaning the temple of his body. That's what the Mass is. But that's also what you have been baptized into. You have been baptized into the suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ. Each and every one of us has been living that same life of Jesus in our baptism, in our confirmation. And every time we receive Eucharist, his body, his blood, his soul, his divinity, we celebrate the suffering, 
the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Not only did he suffer and die, but he rose again on the third day. Jesus said that's what he had to do for our salvation. He did that in the year 33. Peter did it in that first century because Peter suffered and died on that Palatine Hill that we now call St. Peter's Cathedral. What was the cathedral? It was Peter, Christ in Peter. When Paul was baptized, it was Christ in Paul. Paul did it outside the walls in Rome. He died. He suffered and died. And he rose again to eternal life. Every single Christian. And when John Paul II died in Rome, he suffered in his body and he died. Remember how he was slurping and dying? And he gave us the image of him coming to the window, a dying man. And then he died. And then we buried him. He then, what happened? He went to heaven. And so it is with you. Every single one of us is living the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Slow down. Get and take charge of what that life is inside of yourself. Who am I? I am Jesus in the world today. Not out there in that building that I go to every Sunday or that I'm not going to this Sunday, but that suffering, that dying, and that rising is actually taking place in me. I am suffering and dying and rising. You are, Chris. You're suffering, you're dying, and you're rising. And only God knows the suffering, the death, and the resurrections that's going inside of you today. The concerns, the cares, the needs that you have in your life, and how you have to submit them totally so that today when you say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come into me. Thy will be done in me as it is in heaven. You don't have to go to church to do that. It happens in you or doesn't it? How many Sundays have I laid in bed or how many Sundays even that I went to church and said those words and the occasion did not happen in me? And so, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The glory of God that is given by John Paul in heaven, by Peter, and by all the saints, Stephen and Paul, and all the holy ones around the throne of God, Mother Teresa, my grandmother, and all of the people of God who are there, the little babies that died in their innocence, glorifying God for all eternity. 
we join with them here on earth with this coronavirus Sunday. As I would love to just see us and, and the, the, the rising from this entire globe that's going up before the throne of God, praising him, glorifying him, honoring him like incense, coming up from the people because finally they have slowed down. They put on their brake and they start looking out the window of their souls and seeing what is there right ahead of them, right inside of them, Jesus, who is suffering and dying and rising within their own hearts. And he has brought the Father. The Father is being glorified. And the praise and the honor by the power of the Holy Spirit, uniting the entire globe, this pandemic that we have is uniting in a way that nothing ever has. And I don't know for a long time anyway, maybe since the flood, mm -hmm. uh, that we have all stopped. And oh my God, this is a passing world. Mm. Monsignor, it, it seems very interesting that in this particular virus that the world has never seen before, that it affects the elders and those who are, are weak, those who are, have particular underlying medical conditions. And those who are strong and young seem to be not as badly affected. And yet, it's going to have to be their sacrifice to protect the elders, the the afflicted, because they are going to have to make a sacrifice now. Uh, the government is telling them they need to stand down. To, they, they need to protect others. They need to stay apart from others. They need to maybe work from home. Many of those people in this country, Monsignor, especially those who do not have the economic means to be able to handle it, are going to probably be laid off at best from a lot of their jobs because it, they say it's going to affect um, employment. So there's going to be a suffering on this on a level that not only physical, but also you know, uh, materially, economically. So there's a lot of fear in that. That's, I think, what's so different about this. There is... It, I, I've never seen anything quite this this kind of a tsunami before. I, natural disasters happen like a boom, and then we go in and we, we fix it. But in this particular case, this is something very different, isn't it? Yes. And it, it, isn't this, uh, like you said, it requires those who are physically fit to care for those who are weak and disabled. And, you know, I, I've noticed that, you know, because I'm 91, people are calling me, how do you feel? How, what, you know, and I really feel so, so good. I, I feel that uh, I don't feel disabled. But, and now maybe I am. And, and because as, as Dr. Azar, who's in charge of health and human services, said that 
the elderly population that this is a study uh, had their immune system is weakened and they will be the most vulnerable for this attack. And the care that they have to have for themselves, but also that others have to have for them. And so, you know, I, I really feel first that what does it mean that they take care of themselves? And I, I believe that when I hear this, does that mean that I stop giving service as, a, as an elderly person to my family? You as a grandmother, a grandfather, you as an elderly person, an aunt or an uncle to your nieces and nephews and to children? No, it doesn't. In fact, you can begin to give more because of your example, because of your love. The body of Christ is held together by love. It is the spirit of love that unites the whole body. What I see in unity and community and the oneness of the whole body is what a great opportunity the young have for service to the elderly. You know, and what do I immediately only think of my income, my needs, my cares, or do I think of those of others? And so if you're young and you're going to be caring for your family, you'll begin to caring for the children. But everyone has also the obligation of caring for their parents and their grandparents. And what I see also is how important it is that you shift and see the stress of caring for your children often excuses us from caring for our parents or our grandparents so that we don't even visit them or care for them. And even on this, it says you shouldn't be visiting older people, but at least calling them on the phone, seeing that their needs are taken care of and that they're, I, 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 that's a really great point that you just brought up with regard to the care of the elderly. Yeah, it's going, because they're going to feel the pain of it, especially, you know, those who are younger starting out and and because they're going to have to potentially not uh, be employed for a while and businesses will hurt. And and yet this, it, it's important, isn't it, Monsignor, that we do not look at this as a something, as a punishment from God. But the reality is that God, the Father, has allowed this. He didn't create it to happen. He didn't manifest this to punish us, did he? Or, or um, but he did allow it, didn't he? I see it's an opportunity, a, a tremendous opportunity for us to serve each other, and to look out for each other, and to care for one another. That that's his commandment: love one another as I have loved you. The love that he has given to us. He wants us to manifest to one another. And uh, it's amazing, those people that will step up. And it's the ordinary, everyday person 
who is needed now to care for the every ordinary situation that's that's being uh, the opportunity is given you know you you have to care for your parents wow what a, what a tremendous thing that is you have to reach out to your grandmother mhm or even the the elder down the street you know the the, the people that have no one the the defenseless it, also monsignor during this time people are having to be at home as you said there's no sporting events <laughs> It's done. <laughs> so you can't occupy yourself on the television unless you watch old golf games or something like that. But what th- this is a really an opportunity. If you have an ache and you're searching for God this Lent, you can still enter into the rhythm of the heart of the church through the liturgy of the hours. And I know that some people may roll their eyes at that, but it's actually so much easier now with um, apps like Universalis and iBrievery. Or if you just stop and just, if you're going to, you've got time now. I mean, take time and say in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, allow God into every aspect of your day. And that's something you taught us long ago, Monsignor. Yes. uh, And the, the, the opportunity to, you know, how do you get a madly extroverted world to introvert? How do you get this world of ours to slow down and to reflect and to think and to pray? This is such a a magnificent opportunity. We have such a great gift here. And, you know, when when just life stops and, and all of a sudden, here I am. I have all this time on my hand. Thank you, God. And then to be able to turn it into the opportunity to serve, to look about, and if I'm not going to work today, what a what a wonderful gift it is to be. Even if I'm not, and, and it's even if I'm not going to church, what am I going to do? I, I really would love if you had an enthroned image of the Sacred Heart in your home, mm. that the father and mother and children would kneel down before the image of Jesus and pray the rosary. You know, so we don't go to Mass, but here we are. And the Father takes over his priesthood of the family. And the Mother takes over her role as Mary. And we pray as a family. Wow! What glory there can come this Sunday and every day in your family, to God, who is our Father, and to the to the saints, and to the power of that that grace that could pour out from the family, and then as you sit down around your table, whatever there is there, to bless the meal, to bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts which we are about to receive from your bountiful hands. Just the grace of looking at each other around the table. Mother Teresa used to have a way of offering the sign of peace. May the Christ in me bless the Christ in you. 
and greet the Christ in you. So for a man to look at his wife and a wife to look at her husband and have that today, that, that day of rest, to recognize that who you are to one another, to see that the children you took down to baptize are really images of Jesus in your home, to see that those teenagers have the stamp of the Holy Spirit inside of them. They have the power of the Holy Spirit, that they are Christ and serving and healing the world through their activities and their strength in going out and doing something for their grandmother or the, as you said, the elderly down the street who can't quite take care of themselves to shovel their walk if there's been a snowstorm, to, to do something for them and, and to bring joy to them over a meal to those who are alone. What a tremendous opportunity we have mm. as we slow down and care for one another as I have loved you so you can love one another. Monsignor, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Since you are fixed where you're at now, would you consider in joining us daily through this, this period just to offer your thoughts and your counsel to so many people that will be turning to you from, um, around the world to kind of help them get through this? I would love to. I would, lo I would love to do whatever I can. You know, Chris, maybe, maybe this is what I need. As, as I get told I can't go out, maybe this is what I need, is to go out through you and through this podcast. That's beautiful. And what will encourage it that anybody has thoughts or questions or anything from Monsignor just to contact us through Discerning Hearts, and we'll communicate that to him, and then he can respond to that. And yes. I, I think maybe this is one of the, God has provided this now, so that we can, it's uniting all of us too, isn't it? Yes. I, I believe those, so many have told me what these podcasts have meant to them over the years, and to listen to them, and, and to grow in that divine love, to recognize that you are Christ in the world today, to recognize that this is the opportunity for you to live and to serve as Jesus lives and serves in the world today, that the, the uniqueness, the specificity, and the irrepeatability of your service to your family, you are Christ, that's who you are. And the slowing down of this mad world is the opportunity to use to see again the beauty that's in you. God, your Father, has given you, through his love, this opportunity today. Do you know who you are? He's saying, it's, you know, as what you just asked me is the question that my father is saying to me. Do you know who you are? 
John. And I, and I say, I'm your son. And, he, and you said to me, well, then, here's the opportunity. Speak to so many. And I said, yes, Father. Thank you. Beautiful. Well, in closing this particular conversation, Monsignor, what's the blessing that you would give to everyone out there that's listening? I would love to give the blessing of Moses. Uh, Moses, when he blessed the Hebrew people, blessed them with that magnificent blessing. And especially, may you see the Father's face. That's what I pray, that each one today, on this holy day, this Sunday, and may you see his countenance in all these events. If you see the Father in these events, then you will see the hand that will part the waters for you and have you come through them on dry shod land. These waters will be opening up a new promise land for you. You will be opening up to a new world. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he show to you his countenance and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Sing it over. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless. Thank you, Monsignor, very much. Stay healthy. I'm going to say that on behalf of everyone out there. Be careful, stay healthy. We love you. God bless. Bye-bye. As you heard in this conversation, you can now begin listening daily to Monsignor Esif as he not only breaks open the scriptures and relates them to what we all are experiencing today, but also offering a message of hope and encouragement as we navigate together through these uncharted waters. Just visit discerninghearts.com or the Discerning Hearts free app, or you can find Discerning Hearts programming on the Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, or any of the other major podcast streaming platforms. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections 
with Monsignor John Essif.